Do you want to learn about big data analytics from the app stores? Are you actually using real mobile data for your app store optimization and your mobile marketing? Well, GummyCube can help you. They can get you the right data, which will help increase your downloads. They have DataCube, which is pulling all this data from the app stores. Stop using Google search and start using App Store data by going to gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And thank you very much, GummyCube, for sponsoring this show. Let me thank my awesome sponsor, Apptentive. Now, Apptentive have a number of different customers, and I'm going to read out a quote here. Apptentive have been vital in improving our mobile app ratings, growing our user base, and fielding support issues. That is from a company called StockTwits. Uh, a lot of people are falling in love with Apptentive for what they can do. They can do an amazing thing for you and getting better reviews. Uh, so to get a free consultation with them, go to www.apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you very much, Apptentive, for being so awesome. Uh, hey guys, I'm Anton Lopraff. I'm a co-founder of Omano, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. So welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I'm still taking you through the series of App Store launches. And in this episode, I'm going to be going through uh, an app launch that was incredible. In fact, so incredible, the guy sold the app uh, and he he managed to get re ready for this 2.3 million app downloads with a zero marketing budget. That's 2.3 million app downloads without spending a penny on paid advertising. And so his name is Stuart Hall. And uh, let's get into the episode now. So welcome to another episode of the App Store Launch Stories podcast. Uh, this is your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is where I get some of the, the world's uh, best uh, app launch de uh, indie developers and anyone who can help us with uh, launching our apps. And I've got a, a terrific uh, entrepreneur and indie app developer, the uh, the founder of AppBot. His name is Stuart Hall. He's um, dialing in from Perth and uh, we're just delighted to have you, Stuart, on the App Store Launch Stories podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Stuart, uh, the first thing is I'm looking at the App Store and I can immediately see an app that you have built. And I know that you, you sold this on, but it's uh, the seven minute workout. You've got a top app that you've launched. You've been involved in other successful launches. Um, maybe you can give us in a, a, a kind of summary what app developers should be thinking about to try and emulate your success of launching an app? Sure. Um, so, I mean, the, the successful launch of an app, I think, you know, the, uh, I've had, I've had moderate success, I guess, at, at launching an app. Um, and, you know, I think it really comes about by, you know, if you're going after the press and the big launch, it's, it's really about engaging those, you know, the journalists and, and get building up an email list before you, before you launch, so you know the legwork can really take a, a long time. Um, and you know, I think sending out a press release, um, you know, just cold just doesn't really work. You know, you really need to get to know journalists and build a relationship with them. Um, so you know, that should start when you know when you start building your app, start building these relationships and get them involved. Many 
many of the really good, great journalists out there love testing apps. So getting them involved from day one, testing, you know, your beta release, um, you know, I think that's a really good way of getting getting a big launch. Yeah, actually, there is. Uh, so anybody who is listening to these questions I'm reading out, they are uh, they are available for you to um, get involved with. Go to appstorelaunch.me and forward slash questions, and you can get a question on the show. So that was just to the listeners there. Um, somebody asks, uh, how, how do you get publicity? Because these journalists get 300 emails a day. How do you build up a, a relationship with the journalists? Yeah, I think you know it. It, it is really tough, um, and you know part of the seven minute workout, which was you know actually an experiment that I was blogging about. You know, I I tried the I tried the cold PR pitch, um, you know, on purpose, knowing it wouldn't work. But I wanted to blog about the you know what happened, so I just sent through an email saying, "Here's my app. Here's what it costs. Here's a few screenshots," and I sent it to I think it was ten or twenty of the the main um, app reviewers. Um, and I attached promo codes, and not one one single promo code was even used. Um, just from you know, they, like you said, they just get so many emails a day that you know you really need to stand out. I think that's really about you know creating a story around your product. It's you know, it's not listing off my product does X, Y, and Z. It's really building up a you know a story around you know how are you different? What's your what's your differentiator? And you know how. You know how can someone, you know, the the journalist and then the readers hopefully connect with you, um, and actually, you know, have some sort of, you know, empathy for what you're doing. So I think that's the real key. Well, Stuart, we recently had this show on the top of uh, Product Hunt, and I know that many of the product hunters have come and asked questions. Uh, one of them wants to know uh, how to uh, how you built uh, the initial hype for the app. And, and made sure it was a successful at launch. So uh, we've, we've talked about the, the press, but are there any paid marketing strategies or particular social media strategies that you used uh, apart from the press? Uh, no, and um, unfortunately when I launched the 7-Minute Workout, it was actually, the, the initial launch was a big flop. Um, <laughs> right, you know, I, okay. I, didn't get, I didn't get any press um, you know, for the first week or so, I think I was only making about ten dollars a day. Um, and really, the, the big the big bump was when I went from paid to free. The um, and I got a lot of uh, promotion through the you know things like App Shopper, um, and the you know the free app of the day sites and things like that. So mine really came about from the price change. All right, so the, um, I've heard of this strategy before. You launch a paid app for the first few days, then you uh, reduce it to a free app, and it's picked up on by a lot of different uh, websites. Like I'm going to put some of those in the show notes at appstorelaunch.me, episode six, uh, App Shopper, for example, and then the, the, you get like the the big push. Yeah, I mean, I think I was doing something like yeah, ten or twenty downloads a day, and then I did. I think it was two hundred and ten thousand in three days. Um, I think it was you know up around you know, it was a thousands and thousands the multiplier going from ninety nine cents to free, just from the you know, the publicity I got through these different sites. So the obvious question is: Have you ever tried putting an app in for a very expensive price, knowing that you'll get no downloads, and then <laughs> reducing it max, you know, and getting the maximum um, price differential? 
No, I haven't never tried that. I think it, I think it's more around, you know, you, you do need an app that, you know, is tracking along a little bit. Um, you know, you need to be charting the, these, these sites really, I think they monitor the top charts. So if you, you know, and even before I was ranking, you know, in the top 200 or so uh, fitness apps in the US, so going from paid to free, I was, you know, still on their radar. So, you know, it's been that was quite effective um, for that particular app, and you know, I've had you know ranging success doing that before. So, you know, I've tried it with another app, and it really didn't work at all. But um, and I've had another app where it was it was really successful, and we did it quite a lot of times where we were, you know, mainly a paid app, but we'd switch it to free for periods, um, and we get a whole lot of downloads. And uh, and once we went back to paid, we'd see a in, we'd go back at a much higher level than we were before, just from the you know the, the word of mouth and the people talking about it. But it's still you still need a good app. It, it just doesn't work with a you know any old app. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and so, uh, someone here asks, uh, how do you actually sustain the initial boost from launch and stay in the top rankings after all that press and after all the the, the mentions on the, the various um, uh, websites that. They give away free apps. How do you sustain? Because uh, you, you know you do have an app that I guess you did sell on, but it's still in the the, the top uh, rankings. Uh, any any suggestions on how you stay there? Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem in that you know once I had all those downloads and, and things like that, um, I I had great great search rankings and good SEO, so you know that that helped a lot to, to sustain it. Um, you know, I've, I've written a, a blog post about you know my th- th- thinks of, thoughts about building sustained app downloads. Um, and I think it's you know you need to make an app that people are actively searching for and looking for. So if you can make something that people are searching for and um, and then get up quite high in those search rankings, you can get some really great organic traffic. If you're trying to make an app that's you know kind of world changing and people aren't searching for, you've really got to go out and sell it to them. Um, I think it, I think the word of mouth things are really huge. If you can create like a, a wow moment, moment that people want to show off, um, you know, we, we I made an app with um, a guy called Dave McKinney called Discover Music, and it was a, a visual uh, music discovery app. And uh, what would happen? You put in you put in an artist you like, and then like these um, this bubble would pulsate. Then a whole bunch of um, similar artists would like, pop out from there. And we heard over and over that people would say, oh, "You know, that's the app I show to my friends when I'm showing off my iPad." So you know, if you can really make that wow moment and you know get people talking about it, that can definitely help you sustain app you know downloads. Um, I think it, again, coming back to the story, if you really know your unique selling point or what your difference is in the app store, so you can you know sell it through your, your screenshots and your description and really tell the story, I think you can really optimize that. And and now with the app store showing us some you know, analytics on the number of people visiting and and then downloading, you can really tweak and do some ASO around that with your screenshots and and your keywords and really see what's working. Uh, you know, Stuart, since you mentioned that, I'd love to know like ballpark figures of what you generally convert on a free app and then uh, what that goes down to when there's a paid app in terms of converting when people land on your install page uh, on Apple uh, to, to then installing it. 
Yeah, sure. I, wish, I mean, I wish I could still see the seven minute workout stats <laughs> yeah. because I've because I've sold it. I I don't really know anymore. But um, it's really exciting to know that we are sponsored by a truly great product out there called Data Cube. It's from Gummy Cube, and it just helps you get the best data from the app stores. Uh, so that you're sourcing accurate data. So GummyCube software leverages a proprietary index of search within the app stores so that it provides you with the most accurate data to achieve the best results uh, for you uh, whilst you market your apps in the app store. Uh, they don't scrape the web data and leverage inaccurate third-party information. Uh, it's actually from the app store. Uh, from Google Play and from the Apple App Store. They've spent years gathering and analyzing all this data from the App Store. They know how to optimize thousands of apps and to help you build uh, your marketing campaigns uh, on the App Store. Uh, so go and check out uh, GummyCube, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Say that you come from the App Guy podcast and uh, you'll get uh, the ability to request a free demo of this dashboard uh, called Data Cube. It's uh, highly relevant to any app entrepreneurs. Thank you very much to Gummy Cube for supporting the show. Well, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but let me just take a minute to thank my sponsor. Now, I know that I've interviewed hundreds of uh, developers and it's the big question I'm always asked, how do you get noticed on the App Store? It's one of the biggest challenges. So I, I'm absolutely thrilled that we can speak with Roby Ganguly, who's the founder of Apptentive.com. We're going to talk about app discovery. Roby, uh, I believe you've, you can help uh, the listeners with app discovery by using Apptentive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we think of ourselves as really the experts in, in customer love. We're the company that helps you listen to your customers, reach out to them, make a better app, make them happier and, and retain them. And like you, we hear from thousands of companies about what to do when they start, when they launch. And, and they always say, you know, we show up and our, our app store presence is empty. Nobody's rated us. Nobody's ever reviewed us. And so I think that the early days are really about making sure that your evangelists are out there saying great things in the app store and that you're listening to those early downloaders, those customers, so that you can make sure that you know what they need and what they want next. And creating this really, this early flywheel where you get great ratings and reviews in the App Store, where you intercept negative feedback and you're able to learn from it and make a better app, and turning that into momentum in the App Store so that it looks like three months after launching, we've got hundreds of ratings that are five stars and people are talking about how awesome you are, and your app at the same time is constantly getting better, is gonna look you know, six months down the line, like an amazing launch. That's what success really feels like. And it's, it's really about having that connection with your customers. Well, that, it's a no brainer then. So I do think that you should go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And I really do thank you, Roby, for sponsoring the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I can't answer that one. That, but, um, it, yeah, it's a shame that that wasn't given away, uh, bef you know, beforehand. But I, really, I mean, yeah, I think you know, going on from that, I think it's like gathering feedback and, and getting better app reviews and, and just making a better product and, um, you know, talking and really engaging those early users and, you know, find out, find out the things that they love and the things that they hate. And it will often be not what you expect at all. And if you can really double down on those things that are really connecting with people, I think that can, that can really help. And, and for anyone, I'm going to give everyone listening to this some homework now. You've got to go and read this. Uh, there will be a link again on the show notes. Uh, the title of Stuart's blog post is How I Got 2.3 Million App Downloads Without Spending a Cent on Marketing. It's a wonderful story, Stuart. You've given everything there. 
I recommend definitely people should go and, and have a read of it. Uh, I personally would like to know what, what, um, uh, what it was like selling, the, the, you know, like your baby in a way. You'd created this and, it, it, I mean, is it better to just, I guess, sell out and, uh, and then you don't have to worry too much about all the the updates and all the the millions of users that you have to try to uh, to to keep hold of. Uh, is it good to go and just focus on something else? Um, I th- you know, I think that was a kind of a strange situation for me because you know I'd made it as an experiment in a market that I knew very little about. So you know, although the app had done really really well, I, d- I didn't have a great passion for the app. Um, and you know what I what I really had the passion for was AppBot. So you know, it gave me the opportunity to, yeah, like you said, not have not to have to update and try and keep up with watch watch kit updates and all those sort of things. And you know, it gave me the opportunity to, to focus on AppBot full time. So you know, I think it, it definitely made sense for for me at the time. Um, but I imagine you know, if it's if it's an app that I really loved and I'd invested in and you know, I wanted to keep growing it it would be a lot harder to let it go. Well, Stuart, we're, we're going to let you go very soon. There are just a few more um, listener questions I'd love to try and uh, get get through. Uh, somebody asks uh, how you actually focus your time at, at AppBot. Uh, I mean, we as entrepreneurs, app entrepreneurs, there, there's so many things that we could be doing at a single moment in time. How do you know where to focus your time? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a real challenge one, a uh, challenging one. I mean, I've come from being a, a developer to you know founding my own company, so you know moved uh, you know away from you know being in code twenty four hours a day to being you know having to you know to combine selling and marketing and and you know, I think um I think you know after a while it actually becomes pretty clear where where your time should be spent and you know and I think if you you're actually talking to your users and engaging with them you're doing you're doing both at the same time you get a really clear clear roadmap of what you're doing so you know, your development time actually is a lot more productive you're not sitting there trying to work out maybe what the user wants you you know exactly what they do want and it becomes so clear about what you're building you you know you only need to spend you know a quarter of your time actually developing where, where you can spend you know much more time selling and, and talking to users to get this feedback yeah so like really then uh, i mean is it fair to say that uh, eventually it is important to focus on where the money is it, uh, you know go after the, the the strategy for the money and maybe that is building up a successful app with loads of downloads and selling it on or um you know trying to work on the in-app purchasing or working on the ads monetizing that within the app is it fair to focus on money um, I think so. If that's your goal for the app, definitely. Um, you know, there's you know, there's always many different goals with apps. You know, sometimes you're totally free, and you know, to support a platform. Sometimes you're a, you know, you are trying to make a lot of money just off that particular app. But um, you know, I think I think if you focus too much on revenue, you, you you're not really you're not really making exactly what people people want. But you know, you, you do have to pay a lot of attention to your your business model, but. I found with seven minute workout people I got you know when I asked them to engage and send me feedback I got you know the same feedback over and over and lots of people saying I'd you know I'd be willing to happy and happy to pay for this so you know I got a clear list of this is what I should build and I know people are happy to pay for it so um, 
yeah, that, that kind of all I found fell out in the end that um, I didn't have to focus so much on, you know, how am I going to get more money out of these people that often they just tell me, you know, what they wanted <laughs> and, and what they were willing to pay for. Well, Stuart, as somebody who is living online is being very transparent and you, you write some beautiful stuff, I mean, that blog post we have, uh, you know, linked to, I, I wondered what your view is then on being transparent with the, the stuff that you're learning and, and getting it out there to help others uh, without potentially, you know, gaining monetary value. How important is it to, to be like a content generator and just put put the knowledge out there? Um, I think it uh, personally, um, I, I don't think you need to do it at all, um, really. But it, it's something that I really enjoy. Um, you know, I, I actually started sharing just for my own benefit, just putting it down on on paper where I could, you know, go back and reference it myself. But you know, I, I don't think it's a required thing at at all. But um, you know, if it's something that you enjoy, it's, it's definitely a great way to, to connect with people. Stuart, thanks very much for joining us on the App Store Launch Stories podcast. Uh, terrific uh, guidance. Uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Uh, sure. Um, well, you can get me at um, Stuart K. Hall on Twitter, S-T-U-A-R-T-K Hall, or you can go to stuartkhall.com um, and you can email me from there. I, I love hearing from, from app developers and hearing their stories. So, yeah, definitely get in touch if, you, if you'd like. Great. Well, thanks very much for coming on the App Guy podcast. Really inspiring episode and um, all, all the best for the success you've had. And I'm sure we're eagerly awaiting your, your next big hit. Thank you very much. Remember to go and check out gummycube.com. Uh, they will help you rank for the right keywords on the App Store. So Gummycube can help your users find your app through searching on Apple's App Store and Google's Play Store and they can help you rank for the right keywords and that will increase your reach uh, by about five to ten times. So go and check them out, go and request a, a demo of Datacube and thanks very much to GummyCube for supporting this show. So let me remind you that this episode has been sponsored by Apptentive. Now you can go and sign up for a free mobile app consultation by going to apptentive.com forward slash app guy that's all lowercase apptentive.com forward slash app guy all you need to do is complete a form and what they'll do is they will evaluate uh, an overall app experience and information about how apptentive can increase your apps ratings and reviews so go to www.apptentive.com forward slash app guy get that free consultation and thank you apptentive for supporting this show